0: Welcome to a preacher's life podcast, where we talk about a preacher's life, his family, and his work. Here's your host, Doug Ellingsworth. Every lesson on life and time management eventually gets around to telling us to establish priorities. And to get to the priorities, we're instructed to identify the values and the passions that give meaning and purpose to our lives. But if you are building or revising your life plan, or maybe just establishing some new habits or resolutions, there is another set of passions and values that you need to consider. I call them consuming passions. And that's the subject for this episode of A Preacher's Life. So, if you're working on your plans and vision, there are certain components that, when considered all together, bring clarity to the process, and show you exactly what events and activities you should focus on. One of those components is your values. Values are the things, both tangible and intangible, that give significance to your life. Lose them, and life loses its purpose, and your self-worth crumbles. Years ago, the company that produced the Franklin Planner had a training video that helped people define their values. This was back when the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center were still standing. But it still works. The instructions then said, Imagine yourself on top of one of the Twin Towers, standing 110 stories into the sky. Feel the constant sway as the building moves with the wind. You look over at the other tower, and mean and angry men have something or someone that you dearly love— And they're dangling it over the side of the building, taunting you. When they have your attention, they show you a cable that's been fastened to the corners of each building. It's tight and it's secure. And you can save whomever or whatever those evil men are threatening to drop off of the building. All you have to do is make that 200 feet crawl, 110 stories above the sidewalk, Over that steel cable to the other building. The things that would compel you to climb out on that cable are the things you treasure more than life itself, and that reveals your values. Along with identifying your values, the principles that guide your life need to be identified as well. These are often expressed in I am statements. I am a man of integrity who always keeps his word. Or, I am an honest and fair stockbroker. Or, I am a loving and devoted mother. These are pretty simple examples, but you get the idea. Another element that is essential to know is what are you passionate about? What activities excite you and make you want to get out of bed every morning? Now, there are other pieces of this planning pie that depending on who you talk to, are essential to creating your life plan and setting your goals for the future. But I want to focus on your values and your passions. Now, there are many people who've identified their passions and their values, yet their actions don't even come close to matching what they say are the values and the passions that mean the most to them. I suppose there could be many reasons why, But one reason why some folks' walk doesn't match their talk is because instead of being guided by their stated values and passions, their lives are eaten up by their consuming values and passions. And good intentions and sincerely held values will never passively win the contest with uncontrolled consuming passions. Now, everybody knows what consuming means. A consuming fire is one that burns up everything in its path. A consuming dragon is that monster that eats up all the other animals. A consuming thing feeds on everything else around it. And some people who can recite from memory their grand values and noble passions are watching them being consumed every single day by lesser values and lesser passions that overpower them and demand their time. Remember how the Apostle Paul wrote about the daily struggle of not doing what he knew to do, but doing things that he really didn't want to do? Well, unless we are intentional about how we live every day, we can very easily find ourselves still living out that dismal life even after we're born again. If we don't, dis- if we don't discipline ourselves to give life to our true values and passions— They will become fuel for the values and passions that will consume them and us. So, how does all this work and what does it look like? Well, let's take some easy examples. You spend quality time with your children as one of your most important guiding values. Yet, how many evenings do you get caught up chatting with friends on social media And before you know it, it's bedtime, and while you were in the same house with your kids, you've spent very little time with them. The value of small talk and scrolling endless miles of mindless chatter has consumed the time you had planned to spend with your kids. That's a consuming passion. You say discipling young men is one of your guiding values, but on the weekend that you've planned to meet with a couple of them— Your neighbor finally has a day off work and he wants you to go fishing with him in his new boat. There isn't room for others to go along, so the value of hanging out on the water eats up the day that you'd set aside to mentor some young men. A CONSUMING PASSION The thing about consuming passions is that they are usually decent values. They're worthwhile. They're justifiable activities. Everybody needs to spend some time with friends. Everyone needs a break from the pressures of work. Spending time with your neighbors is important. But you've got to keep a close eye on those kind of values because they'll consume all the time you had intended to use pursuing other more meaningful and more enduring goals. Another consuming value to watch out for is the value of maintenance. Maintenance is the important task of taking care of the things that you own. It ensures that you aren't wasting your money and that you're being a good steward of God's gifts and blessings. So you you buy a fifth wheel to take your family camping to spend more time with them, and then a couple of four-wheelers to make the camping fun and productive, and you really need a boat so you can take the guys fishing, and of course, you can't pull the boat or the camper without a truck. And before you know it, you're spending more time and more money fixing and maintaining things than you are spending time and money on the values that you say are the passions that guide your life. You bought that camper so you could enjoy some quality time camping with your kids, but you might just be spending more time with the camper than you are spending time with your kids. You've got to keep an eye on these consuming passions, and the monster of maintenance is one of the main ones that steals all of our time. So how do we guard against these passions and values that distract and pull you away from the things that really mean the most? There's a, a reminder from the wise men in Proverbs, chapter four verse 23, when he said, "Keep your heart with all diligence." For out of it are the issues of life. Faithfully participating in worship and in church, maintaining your daily devotions, absorbing the preaching and responding to God's Spirit, those are essential to keeping your heart focused on the right things. And along with that, here's four practical suggestions. Number 1. Do a monthly time and money inventory. See how much time and money you've spent on what you say matters most and compare it to what that monster of maintenance is costing you. Number two, create before you consume. Do things that build the life you want before consuming things that eat up your time and usually are handed to you by other people. In other words, spend time playing games with your six-year-old before scrolling through Facebook. Write a couple of chapters of that book you've been wanting to write instead of watching Monday night football. Number three, consider creating a vision board. Now, a vision board is a private place in your home where you post pictures or other images that represent the person you're striving to become or the things that you're working to achieve. Now, you might not see the need for a full-blown vision board, but Posting a few reminders about what's most important to you where they cannot be overlooked or ignored may help pull you back on track when your busy life is pushing you off course. And the fourth thing, have a quarterly review. Set aside a few hours at the end of each quarter and see how much progress you've made toward the things that are most important. Take note of the activities that have become distractions and analyze how much time and money that maintenance is costing you. Evaluate where you've done well and note the areas that need improvement. Make some necessary adjustments as you plan the new quarter ahead. Now, none of this sounds like fun, does it? Despite what our current culture tells us, life is not a contest to see who can have the most fun. Fun certainly has its time and place, but building a successful life will require deliberate action and hard work. To build a quality life will require you to pass on some of the fun you see your neighbors enjoying. But when it's all said and done, you become the sum of your sacrifices. You've either sacrificed the hard work that a successful life requires to become the king of fun, or you've sacrificed some fun To build the life that will bless you and your family. To accomplish your purpose and to be satisfied with your life's work, you must identify what is important to you, but you must also be able to recognize those consuming passions that will steal your time and eat away the opportunities that could make your life much more fulfilling. Don't just identify your values, but gain control over those sneaky, consuming passions. Thanks for joining us for this episode of A Preacher's Life Podcast. For more information about today's discussion or to learn more about us, go to apreacherslife.com. Be sure to join us next time when we again explore A Preacher's Life.